Welcome back to the Sit Still Look Pretty podcast. We're your hosts, Vanessa and Summer. And like we always say, we are so happy to have you guys here with us. This is the final official episode of the Blueprint series. We do have a bonus episode coming for you guys in a few weeks. But this is the final episode. I can't believe you guys have listened to us since March talk about how to be the baddest bee that you can be, how to achieve all that you want to achieve. To those who joined from the very beginning, thank you so much. And we see you, to- we appreciate you, and we're so happy that you guys stuck through with us. Yes, like we couldn't be more grateful. You guys and the feedback you've given us are genuinely the reason why we enjoy doing this so much and we work hard and try and find new episodes and new avenues to go down to give you guys the the best advice that we can with the anecdotes from how we've got to this stage in our lives. So today... As anonymous as possible, because I feel like nobody talks about how difficult that is. It's true. It's true. We've got some really exciting stuff coming for season two of the Blueprint series, which is dropping at the beginning of November. And we've got some exciting stuff coming for you guys. So when Vanessa says it's really hard to keep people's names out of it, you're going to know exactly what we mean when season two comes out in the beginning of November. So keep an eye out for that. But yeah, I think we should swing right into it because we have a tendency to keep you guys here forever and ever. But today, if you are following us on Instagram and you've seen the blueprint post with the files of our episodes. Today is an episode on you are the main character, which is so surreal that we've gotten this far because I remember making that post and thinking 18th of September. Wow, that's miles away. Like yeah. when I had made that, I hadn't even finished my dissertation. I hadn't even sat exams. It was just yeah, we hadn't even there. finished law school at that point, but we already yeah. planned so many months ahead of our episodes. I just want to preface this episode by saying that if you do listen to the season one of the Blueprint series, please listen in order because we've put so much thought into the sequence of these episodes and this is no coincidence that this is the last episode because we've built you guys quite literally from the first episode with breaking out of your comfort zones so please listen in order because that's the best way you're going to get the most benefit out of this episode a hundred percent the cadence the sequence the rhythm that we went in for every episode it there was a calculation to it all and we did it all for a purpose to getting you to being the main Baddest bitches on the block. Exactly. I bleeped on your block. (laughs) I bleeped out my swear word. Vanessa just really went went for it. But yeah. So let's anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. I'm trying to swear less. I want to have a better aura. But anyway, we'll get into the spiritual stuff in the bonus episode of the Blueprint series in a few weeks. Right, so, embarking on the journey to finding out who you truly are. Let's go, because we're going to just keep going on a seek, on a tangent till tomorrow. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a really bad habit of us. But yes, embarking on the journey to finding out who you truly are. Look, I think truly becoming the main character, I feel like it involves a lot of self um analysis it involves a lot of 
basically sitting down with yourself and just thinking who you truly are when you're not in front of your friends, when you're not in front of people who you're trying to please, when you're literally just by yourself. Who are you really? How do you behave? Who inspires you? And that is the best and most accurate version of yourself. So when I say embarking on a journey to finding out who you truly are, I really mean basically realizing who you are as a person behind all the the facades and behind all the superficiality and all the glamour and the camera and the lights and whatever, who you truly are. Because we can't help you be the main character if you don't know who you truly are. And it's not, I know it sounds very vague, but it's actually as accurate as I can describe it. I don't think there is a better way to describe how you can find out who you truly are. It just is one of those things that it is what it says on the can. It's generic. I think the reasoning behind it is generic because everybody's different. That's the point. So finding out who you truly are means it. And you being the main character means no one else is like you. You will have friends, best friends, boyfriends, cousins, sisters, aunts, uncles. You will have similar personality traits or even you'll meet people like me and Vanessa found with similar histories. But we're not the same. You're not the same. You are the main character. And the point of this episode really is to teach you guys how to be self-aware enough to realize who you are truly that is your flaws that is your your pros the good things about you it's about learning to be honest with yourself and learning how to be yourself because only then you can truly be the main character and you'll find that being the main character is not just something that you're being it's not like being happy or it's not something that you can just wake up in the morning and put a face on and it's like it's not pretend it's a state of mind once you achieve this state of mind you will never look back you will look at every situation with every single person who's trying to bring you down very differently but to get to that stage to get to that mindset you have to embark on a journey to find out who you truly are and that is like summer said both the positives but more importantly most importantly if i may the negatives yeah a hundred percent because when you look at all these successful people right Kanye West I think is the perfect example to talk about here because he is very famous I think he's one of the richest rappers to ever exist I think he's a billionaire if I'm not mistaken when you think of Kanye West you think oh he's so weird like he just talks about nonsense and he does this and he does that and everyone just grinds their teeth and um, rolls their eyes because it's like he's just one of those But actually, the reason, one of the reasons why Kanye is so popular and so known and such a household name is because he's not afraid to be himself. There's a method to his madness. Obviously, back in the day, he was never really, he was never as, let's say, quirky as he is now. There are many different theories behind that. And obviously, this is not an episode to get into really like the thought process. Yeah. But. I think ultimately it's because there's a, an element of, the, of authenticity here. I say this to you guys all the time. Being authentic isn't being like, I'm the best and I don't care what anyone else thinks. It's, it's genuinely being able to be honest with yourself. If you have an argument with someone, you're able to come away and be like, maybe I should have said that or did I handle that appropriately? 
was this the right time to get angry? Could I have done this a better way? It's about sitting there and learning from yourself and learning from your mistakes. And it doesn't just happen overnight. And it's not just a one-time state of being, and then you just have that state of being and that state of mind for the rest of your life. It's constantly working on it and going through it. It's an everyday thing. It's not like I'm going to take six months out to completely to work on myself because that's what I've been doing recently and then all of a sudden I'm like this rejuvenated different person and that's just how I'm going to be for the rest of my life it's not true I actually thought of a metaphor quite recently actually and I thought you know what this is actually I read about it somewhere but I also thought to myself this is actually really accurate so it was way different wording because I think the different generations called it different things yeah essentially the same thing being the main character and it based the metaphor went along the lines of you're the sky and no matter what is in front of you whether it's clouds whether it's hail whether it's snowstorms whether it's wind tornadoes etc hurricanes yeah behind all of that you're still shining you're just the clouds that are passing by and are basically momentarily blocking your light yeah are all temporary but it's your ability to stay shining through throughout that whole constant period of darkness basically and I thought that was quite smart and quite accurate about being the main character because it's like people are going to always try and bring you down they're always going to try and you know shit on you and make you feel bad and stuff like that and most of it is people projecting their own insecurities but your ability Mm. to stay neutral Mm. throughout all of it or throughout it all I think is is really encapsulates being the main character yeah I think jumping up like piggybacking off that gene metaphor I feel like when it comes to to being the main character and shining and all of that stuff I think a common misconception that people have is that every day is going to be absolutely fantastic being the main character isn't about being happy every day no one is happy every day I could wake up in the best mood and be so happy and then I miss my bus and I'm like oh that's just annoying and now I'm like late for work if you live in London you know that missing a bus by three minutes already that you're going to be 30 minutes late for work somehow and then I get to work and my boss gives me really great feedback but then I have a really bad phone call so I'm like I was happy for a second and then it's like oh that's crap life is like that life goes in a constant up and down round and round circle life is a roller coaster and you're not going to consistently feel happy all the time but being the main character is being able to weather no any storm by staying true to yourself and by knowing yourself. And I think for me, that's where I got confused before. Like I thought that if I'm happy all the time, that means I'm staying true to myself. Like all I have to do is just work on being happy all the time. And then, but it, that's not the case. It's accepting that sometimes I'm going to have shit days. And then, but being able to weather those storms because I know myself and I know how I handle my emotions and I know how, am I wallowing in this sadness or is this like a temporary thing or is this permanent? Navigating and being able to navigate my emotions in that way. And that's always been very important to me. So I think when it does come to being the main character in summary for that little, like little part, it is about emotions and knowing that they don't underpin you being the main character they're just a part of you you're one whole being and you're made up of loads of different parts emotions is one of that but don't depend on being don't like make being the main character dependent on whether you're happy all the time because then you won't you're not grasping the true element of what being unapologetically you means being unapologetically you means that you're not going to be happy all the time that's just matter of fact and actually 
be about being unapologetically you. I think there's an element of the importance of being yourself. I think mm-hmm. when we grow up and throughout our childhood and basically, I think children up until the age of seven, which I think is when they actually gain consciousness and start becoming different, children are unapologetically themselves they exhibit like yeah silly behaviors and they're not afraid of any what anyone thinks of them and I think I read an example once that it was like oh if you go into a classroom of kids that are like four years old and you ask oh who's the strongest they'll always say me everyone's like me but if you go into a classroom of seven-year-old boys or nine-year-old boys and you ask who's the strongest they're all point to one person because that's when consciousness kicks in and they're aware of their like weaknesses and strengths and yeah I think it's not talked about it enough of the fact that when you grow up and you're a kid you're always told that oh, you should grow up to be this and you should grow up to be that you should grow up to be a lawyer you should be grow up to be a mat- mathematician or a doctor or whatever and not it, we don't talk about the importance of being yourself enough it's mm. as kids we are reared to, to to grow into a specific mold which in a way suppresses our individuality and authenticity. And we never actually get to realize what, who we truly are, like a hundred percent and what being ourselves actually means. Mm. And we're not individuals anymore. We're just, yeah, no, that's the thing. And because me and you were having this conversation earlier today, where we were saying that people are going like COVID to the pandemic and like, isolations and stuff it seems like everyone's going through a spiritual awakening was that today was it today yesterday this morning and people are going through a lot of spiritual awakenings and realizing things about themselves and I said this because no one can go outside no one can go and socialize no one can distract themselves in the club and things like that and people are spending so much time with themselves getting to know themselves and they don't really have a choice because when you're stuck inside and you can't go anywhere And a lot of people live alone or a lot of people spend a lot of time in their room because the pandemic has really been quite hard on everybody's mental health. And you have no choice but to look at at yourself and look who you are. So everyone's going through a spiritual awakening because everyone's like realizing things about themselves. The amount of body positivity videos that came out during lockdown was in the past two years is absolutely been amazing. So I feel like everybody's sitting there and they're like, who am I? Like, I've always said that I don't like that about myself. I've always said that I didn't understand this or always said I wanted to read more and everyone's taken the opportunity to do something. And I think that that's absolutely amazing. No one actually had to do that. But everybody chose to look into themselves and work on themselves. And now everyone's having a main character moment where they're like, you know what, I'm going to evolve and I'm going to go through this spiritual awakening and I'm going to you know, become the best version of myself. It's been amazing. I think one of the pinnacles of this generation, and I may sound overdramatic in this, but I think one of the defining features is the lack of individuality everybody is just doing the same thing dressing the same way and don't get me wrong sometimes I participate in that and sometimes summer participates in that like we're all victims of it no none of us is above it like we, we all do it but I think like I said one of the defining features of this generation is the lack of individuality because we are all grown to do certain things and to do this and to do that and actually we just never really get a chance to express or to even perhaps explore our purpose explore our authenticity and whoever is not afraid to be themselves and be authentic and do their own thing 
it's actually those people that succeed and then everybody else just follows along with it so yeah I I actually listened to a TED talk quite recently and the woman who is delivering the TED talk she said that people who are afraid to be themselves will work for people who aren't afraid to be themselves and I think that just ties in so perfectly with what we just what we just spoke about but I think we should talk about embracing who you truly are and how if there's a methodology to it yeah I was just gonna say that because I've had a few ideas because me going through this like spiritual awakening focus a lot of you guys don't know this but a few months ago I went through a break which is why this whole spiritual awakening thing and maybe I sound a lot more spiritual to you guys in the past three months and that is genuinely why but I would say that I've tried tested perfected a lot of different methods to becoming unapologetically myself and I think the first one above all that I can't falter is genuinely being alone and when I say being alone I don't mean not having anyone in your life I don't mean not talking to your friends and I don't mean like shutting everyone out and isolating everybody that's not what being able to spend time with yourself and Mm -hmm. do things by yourself I feel like for a really long time not even a really long time from when you're a kid up until when you're like even at uni for example everything's about making friends stuff turns into like finding a boyfriend or finding a partner girlfriend because Um, that's what society tells you to do yeah society is telling you to that you you need to have a companion in some sense you won't be able to survive alone you won't be able to do anything alone but it's about and I think that's why a lot of people when they the pandemic came they worked a lot on themselves and they saw so much self-improvement because they were spending time by themselves you are genuinely the most important person in your life you will have children of course that's not necessarily the kind of anecdote here but like you your body your mental health your goals your vision your ideologies your values your morals it's you are and when we say you are the main character it's your life it's nobody else's life. So being able to be independent and go on coffee dates by yourself, go to the gym by yourself, read a book by yourself, go for dinner by yourself, all of those different things. It's, there's a reason why things like public speaking and like doing, going for dinner by yourself or eating in public by yourself feels so daunting and makes people so anxious because for the whole, your whole life, no one's, everyone's told you that you need a companion to do those things. You don't need a companion. I think it's actually you're more vulnerable if you're surrounded by people who generally don't really give a shit about you. You're more susceptible to their mindset as well. Then you would. We'll get onto healthy habits in a minute, but (laughs) you're actually more you're actually more vulnerable being surrounded by people who don't generally care about making you a better person than you are by being by yourself. I think there's this notion that is indoctrinated in everyone that being by yourself means you're vulnerable, means you're means you're an outcast. And that couldn't be further from the truth because being yourself is power. Yeah. Yeah. And I had someone message me today saying, oh, how do you have so much energy in the morning? And I was like, healthy habits, drink water, just just do things that make you a better person. If you wake up and you have a shit ton of crap food and I don't know, you wake up super late in the day when the day is basically almost over, you can't practice healthy habits. Yeah, that's I genuinely couldn't agree more literally when you first started talking I literally had a thought that I was like let's take your waking up in the morning and having so much energy example yeah those healthy habits also come from picking the right job for you your personality your ambitions your goals 
the people that you work with the work-life balance the job that I have at the moment I absolutely adore I don't think I could have picked a better grad job for me and it's because I love the people that I work with I love the job that I have to do it suits my personality it suits who I am the vision and purpose of the company that I work for suits my vision and suits my ambitions and represents things that I believe in so when I have it's an international company so we have a meeting at 7 45 every morning I'm up at 6.30, getting dressed, getting ready, makeup, hair, every day of putting on a new outfit, even though I'm working remotely because the company is international. But I absolutely adore it. And I'm energized and I'm ready and I'm awake and I'm ready to get started because it's who I am. The Where I work represents who I am. And it's a healthy habit that I've got myself into because, yeah, I wake up at 6.30 and I work from 7.45 to 5 in the evening. But then what I've done this week, for example, as a healthy habit is I food prepped loads of food that I like for this week, lunch and dinner. It's all stored in the fridge. So then I just have to take that out and the food makes me feel good and I feel healthy and I feel full and I feel satisfied and then I've bought good snacks I'm drinking coffee out of my favorite mug like all of these things are making me so much happier I'm drinking untold amounts of water for some really strange reason I was talking to Vanessa about this earlier today that I just I'm guzzling back bottles of water and some for some weird reason but I feel healthy I feel happier I've cut out a lot of toxic people from my life and things like that I feel like people are I feel like people are listening to this and thinking, but how do healthy habits relate to being the main character? And they actually, if you think that they don't relate, then you're, you couldn't be more wrong. Yeah. Being, embracing who you truly are comes as a result of embracing healthy habits, practicing yeah. healthy habits. You are the average of the five people that you spend your most time with. I spend so much of my time with Summer and we are currently... <laughs> talking to you guys on a podcast if summer didn't have the same vision and goals as I did or if I didn't have the same vision and goals as summer does we wouldn't be here no we wouldn't be here and we and we love this yeah and we wouldn't have such exciting projects lined up and so many plans for the future and 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 stuff like that because we wouldn't have been compatible if Mm -hmm. you are a very I don't know academic individual and you spend 99.9% of your time with people who don't really have many plans for the future. Surprise, you're going to end up following the same path as them. I'm not saying don't have party friends. Do. Mm. It is important to have a balance between social life and party life. Yeah, balance is important. But when you spend 99.9% of yourself with people who have no career prospects, you cannot be mad at yourself for not achieving more. A hundred percent. Like this is genuinely the thing with like, let's take one of our friends. I'm going to call him Robert. We have a friend from uni. I don't know if they're going to want me to say their names. I think it's just better to do it anonymously. But Robert from uni studies aeronautical engineering, actually finished his aeronautical engineering degree. And he is the biggest entrepreneur I've ever met in my life. The guy has a mindset of an absolute genius, I would just like to point out. And he is one of the people that I spent most of my time with in third year. And then all of a sudden I've created a podcast I've actually fulfilled my entrepreneurial ambition and Vanessa also spent equally as much time and she also co-founded this podcast with me and co-hosts it. So that is the perfect example that someone who isn't necessarily like me, who studied aeronautical engineering, I have couldn't tell you from Adam anything about engineering. I am not a woman in STEM, but 
he being around him and us having talks about real estate and us having talks about entrepreneurial ambitions he and Vanessa had had conversations about cryptocurrency and investments and stocks and all of that stuff like we wouldn't have done so much stuff that we've done in the past three years if we hadn't necessarily surrounded ourselves with like-minded individuals and that's the main thing I had a friend I'm actually unfortunately not friends with her anymore for different reasons because again being the main character means that you're going to go through different waves in your life you're going to have different friends than you do now for example you may not be with your boyfriend forever or your girlfriend or your partner however I had a friend in second year um, of law school co-founded the law society within the largest law students association in the world I wouldn't have done that if I wasn't around her. I didn't even know about it at the time. And that has been something that I have continuously spoken about in interviews and that people are forever impressed by because they just think it's absolutely phenomenal. And it was, you know, a big task. So anyway, going on a tangent and uploading practically my CV to this episode, what I'm trying to show you guys is that, you know, what Vanessa said, you have to surround yourself with the right people. I wouldn't have done a lot of the stuff that I have achieved, nor Vanessa, If we weren't surrounded by those people, you want to surround yourself with the best people. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Me and Vanessa both have party friends. We both go clubbing. We go, me not so much anymore, actually. But I think it's maybe COVID has like (laughs) lessened my social battery. Party animal. Yeah, we are. I just turned 22 recently and at the beginning of the month. So I am currently feeling like a grandma, but we still have social friends. We still do social things. Like we still go for drinks or brunches and have a good time or just do fun stuff. Like we do that. We don't work all the time. You know what I mean? We do have a social life. It's just that balance that's important. So being the main character. Oh, go on. No, I was just going to say at the end of the day, you are a product of your own environment and you need to assess yourself whether you where it is that you want to get and whether your day to day habits and activities and the people around you are helping propel you towards that end goal. That is that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. So if your end goal is to be, I don't know, in a nine to five for the rest of your life, I absolutely applaud you. It's what you want to do. That's dedication. Yeah, and if you stick through with it and you actually achieve it and you get through to it, then that's all I can do. I can applaud you because you had a goal, you followed it through, and you got to it. If you want to set up, I don't know, a multi-million dollar business, again, I applaud you, respect you, congratulate you. If your day-to-day goals and activities are getting you towards that, then again, I have nothing to say. Define your goal, define your purpose. And that starts with embracing who you are, being the main character. Yeah. I think as well, we have to link to this because like how we've just discussed about you being a product of your environment. I think another thing we have to talk about is the opinions of others, because being a product of your environment doesn't mean that your friends or their opinions are what is going to govern your life. That's not the case. The independence we spoke about at the beginning, you have to be able to be by yourself and have that independent way of thinking. You're a product of your environment because when you see people doing good, you also want to do good because you understand how good that feeling is. You see it for yourself and you see the benefits of it. My mom always used to say to me growing up, if you don't feel like you're the dumbest in the room, you're in the wrong room. Fact. That is nothing but facts. Me and Olivia literally said the same thing the other day. If you go to rooms where you are the smartest person in the room you should not be in that room 
because you have nothing to learn. Your goal is to keep learning. If you have a very ambitious goal and you are in rooms where you are the smartest person, I'm sorry, I hate to break it to you, but you're never going to achieve that goal. No, because you're not going to have people that's going to motivate you and inspire you. Like my friends inspire me every day. It's why I do the things that I do. One of my closest friends has just gone back to uni to do her PGC to become a teacher. And I couldn't be prouder. It's so she's furthering her education but it's not going to stop there she's going to do her master's and then her PhD like she's on a roll like she's literally on a roll and just because that's not the path I want to go down it doesn't mean that doesn't inspire me that inspires me to follow my dreams and follow my ambitions and 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 find the right career for me now I am I'm in the most amazing career path I could have imagined for myself and look at that you see we're both doing the same thing because she's a product I'm a product of my environment and she's in it But analyzing your friendships is something that's very important. You need to seriously have a serious look at your friendships and decide whether they are benefiting you in any way. If they're not benefiting you, nurturing you or growing you as a person, why do you have it? Why are you there? Yeah. Let's, Let's use an analogy here. You buy this plant. You absolutely love the end product. Yeah. Let's take a sunflower, for example. You love sunflowers. You absolutely adore sunflowers. You bring them into your house and you put them in the corner of a room because you think it looks pretty in the corner of the room and sit there every day and tell it to grow. No sunlight, no window. You just tell it to grow over and over again. It's not going to grow. Do you know why? Because it can't. that's not the environment that it's supposed to grow in. That's not the environment that it's, it's going to flourish. That's why it's not growing. You're not going to grow in an environment where people are constantly talking negatively, constantly gossiping and drama, constantly uninspired, constantly not wanting to be the best version of themselves and push themselves higher. You're not going to, if you want to grow and be a, go to a higher purpose or you have really like colossal big dreams, you're not going to grow because you're in the wrong environment. You are the sunflower and you are in the wrong environment. And if anyone is telling you that you're dreaming too big, they're just trying to talk you out of of you pursuing that dream because they're just afraid of pursuing it themselves. So they're talking you out of pursuing your dream because they know that they can't pursue it themselves. And also people want to see you do well, but they never want to see you do better than them. Let's not forget about that. Uh, It's lonely at the top. So (laughs) 100%. No, I said that's all I'm going to say. Oh, I thought you said that's, and you said, and all I'm going to say. I would just like to point out as well your your biggest dream could be losing 30 pounds. Your biggest dream can be working your way up from cashier to management at Sainsbury's. Your biggest dream can be having a family and becoming a housewife. Like, no matter, this is generic. This applies to everything. If your biggest dream, is to, you know, have kids, be a housewife and all that stuff. If you surround yourself with a bunch of people who don't want to have kids, don't want the family life and don't have those values. You're going to feel left out. You're going to feel, you're going to have FOMO and you're going to feel like you're not doing the right thing. If your biggest dream is to, is to open your own business, but you don't know where to start and you have no one supporting you or things like that, then... And actually, I am so grateful that you mentioned that because I just thought about it. So remember in sixth form when you would have to like pick your subjects after GCSE and everybody- Your A-levels or B-tests. 
yeah and everyone would be like oh like I want to do this but and they would pick things not because they wanted to actually do those subjects but because their friends were picking those things so you'd actually end up doing something that you actually hated but you were only doing it because your friends were doing it and I think this correlates perfectly with what you just said about if your life goal is to have five kids and be married by the age of 22 and you're hanging around with a bunch of female entrepreneurs who have multiple six-figure businesses you're obviously going to feel left out and it's the same thing that you can literally transition across to the sixth form realm because Uh you'll feel left out by the people that are doing these things they're studying these subjects and you're actually only there because you're friends with these people but Uh these people these friendships are temporary I'm not Uh friends with anyone that I went to sixth form with okay maybe one or two people and if I had followed my dream and went with the friendship rather than with my education, I don't know Mm. where I would be right now. This is my thing. And it's those things that can make you feel like an outcast, but actually you need to realign what you actually want with the people that are there. So don't follow the people and compromise on what you want. Go for what you want and compromise Mm. the people. And if you happen to meet the people by going to to do what you actually want then great but never compromise what you want this literally links to what we were saying earlier about independence if you genuinely are able to be an independent person and know exactly what you want nine times out of ten if you even are in that room you're not going to feel FOMO you're not going to feel left out you're not going to feel any of that stuff because you know who you are and that, do you know what I mean? So if you do want to be a housewife and just have kids and that is you, the family unit is the most important thing to you and you do surround yourself with six female entrepreneurs, you're still going to focus on securing the bag and finding that husband, sis, that's what you're going to do because I'm- you're independent and you know what you want and you're not going to go astray with people who don't align with your values you can still be friends with them but you're not going to become them you're not going to feel like you have to be like them because you're authentic you know who you are but let's also not forget that we are still social beings and we do pick up on the people that we surround with their Mm. mannerisms so also bear that in mind I would just like to preface a little bit of a true story here Vanessa says a phrase that my aunt says I would just like to preface that me and Vanessa spend so much time together that she repeats phrases that my family members say I would just like to so that is a perfect example I have for you because she said it the other day and I was like where did you hear that and she was like your aunt and aunt. guys without making me look like I am some like old person Summer's aunt is our age she's not 60 or anything no she's literally 21 sorry yeah just a preface but yes <laughs> So I think next we'll go on to the importance of being yourself. The importance of being yourself. And I think detachment could go really nicely together. Practicing detachment. I am a pro at this lately, but yes, take the lead. I think you're the process. You take the lead. We are recording this at nine o'clock in the evening after we've both finished work. So we are very tired right now, but we're still Yeah. We've been up since 6.30 this morning. Yeah. If we sound a bit manic, that's why. (laughs) But yeah, so the importance of being yourself and practicing detachment. (sighs) 
right, where to begin with this? The importance of being yourself, I feel like we've alluded to it up until now, practicing healthy habits and how it can affect your future, your career, your path. Being yourself is is very important when it comes to, to all of these things and not compromising who you are is equally as important. But when it comes to practicing detachment, I think that this is, I think, one of the most underrated techniques that I think exist out there this is just my personal opinion you're welcome to challenge me on it I welcome all feedback but um, practicing detachment is the practice of basically just being very stoic and being in the moment and being just I don't know how familiar you guys are with stoicism and the writings of like Seneca and Marcus Aurelius and those kind of Greek authors But basically, it means that you just take everything as it goes and you do not act on your emotion. So you become very detached from whatever it is that's happening. So you can be something really terrible can happen. And if you have no control over it, then there's no point in stressing over it. So you just have a it is what it is mentality. There's nothing I can do about it. I can't reverse it. I can't go back in the past and change this. All I can do is live in the moment and live in the future. And it is what it is. And practicing detachment has been very helpful for me personally, because I used to get so hung up on my emotions and so hung up on like the way people treated me and the way they spoke to me. And I used to overthink everything. And it just it wasn't a good, healthy mental environment for me so when I started being very detached from situations I actually started being a whole lot more happy now it seems very counterintuitive but it actually works being detached is like being let's go back to that metaphor that I used earlier on about the sky and the 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 clouds and the rain and the um, hurricanes and tornadoes and whatever basically practicing detachment is ensuring that you always have that layer of blue sky now blue sky doesn't necessarily have to mean happy it like summer said but it's just always ensuring that you always have that layer that it's like having this shield this bulletproof shield that no matter what people shoot at you it cannot go through you it cannot affect you it cannot penetrate you it it, it just doesn't it doesn't go through it like hits you and it just bounces right off. It's like having a, a shield or an armor, or whatever you want to call it. That is the best way that I can probably describe detachment. You will feel very happy. And if you tell yourself it is what it is, no matter how hurt you feel, I promise you that you will start to feel a whole lot better. I don't know if I've made like a dog's dinner of it, but it's just how I'm trying to explain it. No, that was good. I wanted to stay silent because obviously this is an area that I personally feel like um, being your friend and watching you evolve and and seeing that all happen. I feel like this is an area that you've mastered a lot. It's something that I'm still trying to learn. So I don't want to sit here. I don't think I'm able to talk about something that I don't know how to do 100%, but I can give a bit of things that tips about how I'm trying to do this so I would say that like in regards to me and how I feel like I have to practice detachment it goes hand in hand with it goes hand in hand with me giving people more chances than they deserve because I'm attached to them and attached to them being in my life so one way I exercise this is a one strike and you're out situation because people come and go as does money 
my time is something that doesn't come and go. And the moment that you disrespect me, the moment that you waste my time, or the moment that you knowingly hurt my feelings and feel no remorse and feel no no way, is the moment that you you're gone. That's it. Like I literally exercised this morning from someone that I'd known for three years because I realized that the longer they'd known me, the less respect they had for me, and. I just put my foot down and I was like, I said to you this morning is people will do anything and everything that they can get away with. It's up Mm. to you to set your boundaries. And I think this is another very important thing about being the main character is setting your boundaries. Yeah. A hundred percent. I massively set my boundaries. Like the boundaries were set from the beginning and he took the piss basically. And that's when I decided to put my foot down and you guys will probably hear a way more in-depth story about this in season two from November if you want to hear I about can my... tell you all it was juicy <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear about my awful dating life then you know stay tuned for season two but no that's the way I've decided to practice detachment once it's more so once can I get over it? Is it me being overly emotional? Because I know that as a person, I feel things very deeply and sometimes it feels bigger than it is. Or is it genuinely morally principle-based and it's wrong and what they've done doesn't align with who I am as a person? But you see- It's about being able to assess those two. Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, but being able to exercise that, to carry out that exercise of thinking like, am I being a bit dramatic or am I, is this morally based? is actually very important because a lot of people just they don't have the ability to rationalize they just yeah and this is another thing with detachment like we all feel emotion right like we're all emotional Mm -hmm. beings and emotion is it flows through all of us and the problem with emotion is that it brings with it a certain degree of acting on a whim like it, Mm. it you just you don't think you just do it's okay this person has hurt me, so now I must do something. But it's actually more powerful if you just sit there and do nothing. Oh, yeah. And think, okay, I'm going to, it is what it is, practice detachment in that particular moment. Give yourself one or two days. If you wake up tomorrow morning feeling the exact same way or two days later, then act on it. But chances are 90 90% percent of the time you won't even want to act on it anymore yeah I think a key thing about detachment is not acting hastily you don't want to act just like that and I think today I didn't remove that person from my life the moment the disrespect happened yesterday and I sat and I thought about it today and I sat and I came to the conclusion I did this before I even spoke to my friends and I think a really funny thing about this and I think it's something that shows you how genuine of a problem someone has with detachment is that none of my friends believe me I actually got rid of this person after three years none of them actually believe me none of them were like oh like that's great so it is it is the ability to rationalize is so is so important when it comes to when it comes to detachment because you also being the main character as well as being self-aware that's the OG mentality you have to be the main character you have to be self-aware you need to know your flaws you need to know how you work and you need to know like what you bring to this table always because you will always be eating at your table so if if someone asks you what is wrong with you and you say nothing you need to rethink that because 
nobody's perfect nobody no. we all have flaws and if there's not one thing that you can point out about yourself and say you know what I'm a great person I can do this and this very well but there is this one thing or maybe two things or maybe three things that maybe I could work a little bit more on mm. we all have them for example yeah I need to work on being better at being on time summer needs to work at other things and so on and so forth like we all have mm. things that we could but I think another thing just to link to that you don't have to change yourself though like I think for my whole life right another bit of an anecdote someone loves talking about herself another thing another example I have for you guys is that I hated how emotional I I am my whole life I hated it it was something that I hated about myself so much that I tried so hard and so long so many times throughout my life to not be as emotional or to not cry to hold in my emotions and it just made me even more unhappy but instead now in the past three months in going through this like change and like being able to understand myself and stuff like that what I've done is I'm like you know what you are emotional so sometimes the way you say things come out a lot differently than how you expect them to I have to sit there and when someone says something to me be like they're just projecting so don't worry give myself a little pep talk give myself a little pat on the back and be like they're just projecting their insecurities onto me don't internalize that I have to tell myself not to internalize it and it's those little things where it's I know that I'm a really emotional person I know that I feel emotion so deeply so I've put in mechanisms to make that an easier process for me to deal with a lot of people depend on other people for validation of their emotion it's something that we see so often with people that we know with people with even with strangers right like people surrounding themselves with people who will reaffirm their narrative so you basically this is the idea that you will only have friends that will basically feed in to your decisions and your choices and will never be will never feel confident enough to call you out on it and be like actually this is not really good behavior for you it's not really it's it's not helping you grow towards the person that you envision yourself to be it's not propelling you closer to your career goals it's just not getting you closer to anything it's just pulling you or it's making you stagnant and I think actually having those kind of friends is very important in your life having people who can feel comfortable enough to call you out on your bullshit and be like Vanessa you haven't done any work for the last three days. What is going on with you? Or Vanessa, you haven't done this. What is up with you? How can I help? What? Talk to me. If you have people that are like, will see that you haven't done any work in like weeks and haven't been yourself in weeks and haven't said anything about it or haven't pushed you to, to, to open up and to resolve it, then again, you really need to rethink it because you need people who will motivate you to be the best version to be the best um, possible version of yourself this yeah. is so important uh, that links to being self-aware I know how emotional I am so I surround myself with people who don't sugarcoat things who don't you know who aren't necessarily so overly emotional who, who just get straight to the point because I know that I'm going to sit here and ponder on it and then I'm going to feel overwhelmed all of my friends are very direct I am also very direct but for me it's important to have people around me who are very direct and will say it how it is because otherwise I'll sit there and everything can probably start crying linking to the products of your environment linking to being self-aware linking to being unapologetically yourself and your own individuality and authenticity it's about identifying these things and then executing them every day in your daily in your daily life 
and being able to understand like how you're moving forward how this is going to affect your career like certain career paths will be a lot more challenging for me because of like how emotional I am or because of my anxiety and things like that and it's about I've identified this I can't get rid of that that's just it's who I am so now I have to be able to go about my life and find the best route for me and I'm learning and I'm growing and this is a constant like I said earlier this is a constant change you're going to be going through this all the time so yeah that is yeah the reason that I I wrote down the importance of self-awareness is because when you're like trying to be the main character and you say you eventually reach that mindset right where you are the main character you basically the ground is your stage and everything is amazing right it can be very easy to fall down the rabbit hole of lacking self-awareness because thinking that you are the main character sometimes gets mistaken with being arrogant and being cocky and being like basically thinking that you're God's gift. And I don't want you guys to, to, to mistake those two things or use them interchangeably. What I mean by being self-aware in relation to being the main character is this profound ability to be the main character and to shine and to be unapologetically you and to work on achieving your goal and your career and whatever it is that you want to achieve but also being self-aware at the same time in the sense that there are still things that you need to work on you haven't met all the versions of you you haven't met all of you especially when you're really young you don't know yourself yet you think you know yourself but you don't know yourself fully yet you are still yet to grow you are still yet depending on how old you are whilst you're listening to this but I am not the person I was when I was 18 And it's only been three years since. And I've gone through a hell of a journey. I've changed so much in the last three years. So being self-aware is being open to the idea that there are things that you still need to work on. And there is still a lot of times ahead of you that will grow you, will develop your character. Linking to this, actually, this whole self-awareness, growing as a person thing, If you're someone who can't take criticism or think that any opposing opinion to you is a challenge, this is going to be very difficult for you because you can't. You don't know everything. You don't know everything, but there's an element of ignorance there. Yeah, you think that you know everything and you don't and this isn't like to be harsh because trust me this was me like a few months ago even now I will argue everything I will argue not everything but I'll argue or I'll have an opposing view because one I like to play the devil's advocate because I love debate if we're debating about something specific I don't know politics or whatever then I'll do that you know what I mean but when it comes to like everyday life like I'm just inquisitive so I'll ask questions but I'm not ignorant I don't genuinely sit there and go you're wrong like if you bring valid if you show me something valid and I'm like oh shit like really like when it comes to medicine she tells me something new I'm like oh my god really I didn't I had no idea do you know what I mean but if you're an ignorant person and this again feeds into Vanessa, what Vanessa spoke to you guys about when she said about some people prefer to stick around people who want to feed their own narrative you will struggle with this massively and 
you need to let that go in order to elevate to this higher purpose, to elevate to becoming the main character. Because if you're ignorant of who you are as a person and turn around and blame everybody else, we spoke about this in the victim mindset. This is why it's important for you guys to go in the sequence because it all comes ahead in this episode. But when you guys sit there and be like, oh, it's not me, it's everybody else. If you're doing the Scott Disick where he literally said, and I quote, I just I just think it's everybody else around me that's a problem and I'm perfect. That's not Very real iconic, life. by the way, but not it's, an example to be followed. Yeah, it's iconic, but it's not, Is that's not what being the main character is. I think TikTok and everything makes you think that being the main character is thinking that you're better than everybody else. I know. Yeah, being the main character is being the best version of yourself, being better than who you were yesterday. It's not being better than the other person because you realize that everybody should be a main character because you're so in your heart of hearts, you know that everybody's on their own path and everybody's different. So ultimately, everybody has their own goals. Everybody has their own visions. Everybody has their own aspirations. You may have, me and Vanessa went to law school for three years. Everybody else, like at least half of the room wanted to be a solicitor. We all had the same goals. Not everyone wanted to be the same kind of solicitor. Not everybody wanted to work at the same law firm. And not everybody even went on to be a solicitor afterwards. Like, it's stuff like that. Being the main character isn't about arrogance. It isn't about ignorance. It isn't about being selfish and self-absorbed. That's not what it is. Yes, you always need to believe in your source. Yes, you do need to be in your potential. You do need to be a bad bitch. You do need to love yourself unapologetically every day, despite your flaws. But you just need to be better than the person you were yesterday. You don't need to be better than the person sitting next to you on the bus. And tying tying into that, you you said that it's actually very interesting because I was literally going to say the same thing. A lot of people go through go through life but repeat the same year 15 times or 16 times, yeah. 17 times. They go through life and they just repeat the same year. They start the same year in January. It's they're living life on a loop. They're getting older. Mm. So the years are piling up, but actually they're just repeating the same year. They're not making any progress. They're not making any, they might be making, I don't know, maybe some professional progress, but very limited, albeit. Mm. And literally all they do is they're just getting older, repeating the same year, making no emotional or intent, yeah, emotional progress. They're just repeating the same year, not learning anything, not helping themselves, just living life on autopilot. And then before you realize, you wake up and it's all shit. I'm like 50 now. Most of my life is, I say most, but like big majority of my life is gone. And what have I done? I literally just repeated the same year on a loop every single year. being the main character means feeding into your hobbies feeding into your interests progressing as a person it doesn't mean that you have to change job roles every two three years that's not what it means if you have a career 90 percent of the time you're probably going to be in that career for 10 plus years anyway it just be achieving what you've set out for yourself yeah have a clear goal have a clear vision i told you guys before i love a good roadmap put down five things that you want to achieve in the next five years 
and do them like my friend Olivia she wanted to read 60 books this year it's now September and she's read 52 you're capable of doing anything you set your mind to but it doesn't all have to be academic it doesn't all have to be in terms of your work life it can be that I want to make two new friends this year or I want to read you know 60 books this year or I really want to get back into pottery or tennis or boxing or it's about setting goals for yourself that identify with who you are and fulfilling them I actually it's very good you say this because um the way that you can set out goals for yourself is by making vision boards we'll talk about this in manifestation in the bonus episode for this series but by making vision boards every December for the year that's about to begin you are subconsciously organizing your life it is the yeah. most powerful exercise I put on my vision board for 20, 2021 yes so in 2020 I put my vision board in 2021 to graduate with a 2-1 I had a picture of a 2-1 like a keep calm and graduate with a 2-1 yeah. I am not kidding you guys I graduated with a 2-1 it's so weird that you say that do you want to hear this I, at the beginning of this year, I said to myself, I'm going to graduate in June, July, and I'm going to get a job by September. When I got my job, my dream job in September, because I literally wrote it down and I said, that's what I'm going to do. This is what's going to happen. And I did it. And that's, I literally started my job on the 8th of September. The first, like, there was no sad, there was no sad stories. There were no sub stories. Everybody has a sad story. Just get on with it. Just get on with it. If it's important to you and you want to achieve it, there will not be anything that will stop you from doing it. Anyway, let's get on because I am aware I am time sensitive at the moment. So yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here because a lot of the stuff that we go into next is about man. It goes into our manifestation episode, and obviously because it's not visual, you guys won't be able we won't be able to give you demonstrate manifestation. Then it will be a lot that we'll be talking about. But anyway, we will wrap There was a up. little hint in there, guys. There was a little <laughs> My English literature. See, oh my God, we would be so proud with this. <laughs> I don't know what you call it. Um, but anyway, remember the importance of your purpose. Finding your purpose means embracing who you truly are. Embracing who you truly are means you're focused on the importance of being yourself. And being better than you self-aware. are yesterday become self-aware be better than you were yesterday revel in your evolution look at who you were last year and look at who you are now celebrate the growth don't become stagnant keep growing practice detachment remember that criticism is projection some of it not always but look for constructive criticism and just be you be unapologetically you and you will be the main character yes sir so have a good day no matter where you are good evening good night we hope that you have enjoyed this episode and again i would just like to say a final thank you so much for sticking with us 10 episode 10th episode coming with our bonus episode of manifestation that's one you definitely do not want to miss out on so if you are listening to this one then stay tuned for that in um, a few weeks but yeah thank you guys so much for for sticking with us we couldn't have done any of this without you you guys have fed into our vision boards and roadmaps for this past year and you guys have just made this an absolutely incredible experience so far and can't wait to keep growing so have a great day 
you will be on the vision board for this year that's for sure a hundred percent but anyway we're going to say bye guys bye bye guys have a lovely day